Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen, I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world, Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. And we welcome you back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Hour two on this rainy Tuesday morning. If you're looking for the sun to pop out today, you're probably going to have to wait till tomorrow. It's going to be a rainy day, probably a washout. The real first real washout that we've had in quite some time. And that's quite all right because we can still talk football. And with that, let's bring on the head coach of the Shelby Golden Lions, Mike Wilbanks, coach. Good morning. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, it's it's a pleasure having you on the show. Coach, first of all, this is our first chance that we've had you on the show, so congratulations on what you've been able to do so far this season. This has been a very solid, a very solid season for the Shelby Golden Lions, and it's not something that, uh, well, it happens with great regularity in Shelby. There's an expectation that winning is going to be what you do with your football program in, in Shelby, North Carolina. Coach, give us an overall view of what the season's been like from your perspective on the sideline for the Golden Lions. Oh, well, yeah, you know, the uh, expectation is to win at Shelby. And it's, uh, you know, I've been asked before, is, is there pressure here to win? Is there pressure here? And I, I guess there is a little bit of pressure, but it's just, it's just an understanding at Shelby High School that we're at the expectation of our players, and uh, yeah, we're 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 playing well right now. But that hadn't been the case all year. You know, if you look, we started out 0 and 3. We play a really tough non play a really tough non conference schedule. You know, started off with Kings Mountain, and we went to AC Reynolds and had Crest. So uh, we started off 0 and 3, and uh, you know, I'm sitting here on this radio show right now. But a lot of credit goes to our coaches and our players for. Stay in the course, trusting the process, seeing it as a marathon, not a sprint out of the gate. Uh, but it's been fun to watch our team. Every team's different. And this team has been fun to watch as they have – everybody's kind of settled into what they can do, what they play, their position, their role on the, on the team. And it, they're just starting to gel. And they've been gelling for uh, – I think the Crest game, even though it was a loss, it was a, it was a galvanizing experience for our guys. And – uh, we went forward from there and, 
just dug in, and our motto is try to be 1-0 each week. So we just decided we're going to take the next week. We had Olympic. We said, hey, let's, let's, get the, let's get things back on track. Let's try to be 1-0. And we've been doing that, and now we've rattled off 10 in a row. And, but we got to try to be 1-0 this week. So, uh, But it's been fun to watch them grow up. We've got a, I start a couple sophomores, a couple freshmen, some young guys. i got a sophomore quarterback who has been fun to watch grow up and develop in a very pressure-packed position at Shelby High School. I told him I told him over the summer, I said, dude, look here. I said, the only person that may have more pressure than me at Shelby High School is you as the quarterback. And uh, But he's embraced it. He's done a great job maturing all year. Well, Coach, we're going to talk about uh, far- Farmer Kid here in just a few, uh, few minutes. But let me – I don't want to gloss over the fact that, you know, you said you started 0-3. You know, I, I I'm pretty sure the fan base weren't too happy. <laughs> maybe they maybe they no. thought maybe they thought this is going to be a bad year. But coach, it's not like you're playing cupcakes. I mean, come on, you played Kings Mountain, AC Reynolds, that Crest Charger team who's who's playing this Friday night just like you guys are. You know, I'm I'm sure the kids didn't like the way it started. But playing teams like that, I'm, I'm sure has made you better, made you better as a program, and has helped you get to where you are this season. Am I wrong? Uh, you're exactly right. We uh, that's been the tradition at Shelby. We try to we try to schedule great teams to to challenge us and and really, I mean, you come out of that those three weeks zero and three, uh, you realize things you don't do well, and uh, it makes you work on them. I yeah. Mean, if we'd have played a lesser schedule and we're sitting there three and zero, we may not realize some of our faults. So it made us reevaluate what we do and kind of we, we, we kind of tweak some things on how we practice, some of the fundamental things we work on in practice. And, and I think it's paying off right now. And, you know, we go to a, we go to Salisbury last week, who is a great, I mean, they are a super football team. I can't say enough good things about those guys. Uh, but we go in there and I think the fact that we played that schedule at the beginning of the year, even on the road at Kings Mountain, at AC Reynolds, that helped us you know, handle going into Salisbury and playing a really good football team at their place. Coach Mike Wilbanks here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, now, un, you know, I understand. I mean, you you did. You played an extraordinarily difficult non-conference schedule. Uh, anytime you're going to play a team in Cleveland County, it's it's got to make you better or, or it's going to make you want to quit because the reality is it's such a difficult place to play football in Cleveland County. But one of the things that I that I find interesting about this is is from your perspective, looking at it from thirty thousand feet, you can see the team developing, you can see the team improving, you can see the team galvanizing, like the way you mentioned against Crest. But your fan base, even though they know that you're going to schedule up, there's no question about it. Surely they got to get a little antsy. So after the loss to AC Reynolds, knowing that Crest was on the schedule next. Were any of them coming up to you saying, hey, coach, we okay? This this team going to be all right this year? What were some of those conversations like with folks that aren't necessarily on the inside of the program? Well, you know, I'm I'm not on social media. I don't have a Facebook account. I don't have a Twitter account. Good for so, you. I uh, yeah, exactly. That was some advice I got as soon as I became the head coach, and I think it was <laughs> invaluable. Uh, but I, I don't uh, – you know, I don't get on NC preps or whatever that stuff is, those messages. So I don't know what people are saying. All I can hear is what some of my coaches may hear it and they relay it to me. Uh, but, yeah, after the A.C. Reynolds loss, which was a tough loss, I mean, uh, 
you know, we played them really tough. We had, uh, I think statistically, we outgained them. Statistically, we had more first downs. I mean, everything on the stat sheet, you'd look at it, you'd think, well, Shelby won. But we turned the ball over. We had some miscues on special teams, had some costly penalties, and we came up short. So that was a tough loss there. And after the game, you know, I'm walking back to the bus, and I, you know, I could hear some rumblings not coming up to me directly, but I could hear people, you know, talking and kind of questioning what we're doing, questioning are we going to be okay. And, and uh, yeah, with Chris sitting there, you know, after Chris had beaten Gaffney uh, and had beaten a really good Burns team, they're 2-0 and coming to our place. We're 0-2. Uh, we had to figure out a way to – in no time to cry over spilled milk, so to speak. we got to we got to get back to work. And I was just – you know, we played Crest. We, came, we, we lost that game. But I was really impressed with how our guys competed, how our guys played physical, how our guys uh, responded and battled them. And, you know, the, the game was back and forth up until, you know, late in the third quarter. Early in the fourth quarter, Crest was able to put a – make some distance on the scoreboard. But uh, coming out of that game, I got them in the locker room and I just told them – I told them, one, I love them. I told them I appreciate them. I told them that that's just three games. And it's still just September the – I think we played them on September 2nd or something. Uh, I said, guys, it's a long season. Just stay the course. I said, you trust me. We have a great football team. I just ask them to, to trust the process, trust the coaches. And that's why I give a lot of credit to our kids and our coaches because, like I, like I said, I'm not on social media, so I don't hear a lot of that stuff. But I guarantee you when my players go to the barbershop or when my coaches are at church or at wherever, they're hearing it. And even if you try to be immune to it, it's going to wear on you eventually. So I just – I'm proud of our program, of our – of all the people connected with our program in this field house. And that's what I try to remind our players, too. I remind them that, hey, all those people out there who are telling us we're no good, they're not with us every day in the spring and the summer when we're lifting and when we're running and when we're doing the seven-on-seven. They're not out here every morning in August when it's 95 degrees and you're out here busting your butt. I said, they're fans. I said, let them be fans. I see what we got. And we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to make this thing work. And and I and I told them all summer. I said we got a chance to be great. And I still believe that. I think we got a really good team. And we're not perfect. I mean nobody is. But uh, I think we got a really good team. We gotta we gotta play really well this week. Um, uh, but uh, but I can't say enough about how our guys just stayed the course. Coach Mike Wilbanks here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, I, I got to ask you because there's no question your club is a very good football team. There's no doubt about it. And Cleveland County is filled with them. And Cleveland County is filled with good quarterbacks. Nitavius Husky, Ben Mooney. And those kids, they're seasoned, they're veteran, they've been around the loop a little bit. But then I take a look, a picture of Land Farmer, and I'm thinking, this is – this is a baby face. This kid looks like yeah. he could be 13 years old. Well, apparently, this kid's a baby-faced assassin because he has rolled up. What Am, am I hearing 3,000 yards passing this season? And 40 touchdowns, yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. A kid, yeah. this is a kid that's putting together numbers that's never been seen before, possibly by a quarterback out of Cleveland County. This guy could easily throw for 100 touchdowns in a career 
and over 10,000 yards. Tell me about Land Farmer. Oh, man. Uh, Land is a (laughs) – it's funny because Land, you never can – he never gets real high. He never gets real low. He's he's just a steady face in in a pressure-packed situation. He – when we're 0-3 or when we're up there at Salisbury, he's just, he's always just, he's just stoic. And I think that's so important for a quarterback, especially as a sophomore, because he has his emotions in check. And that's, uh, that's been key to him being able to develop. But, man, it has been so much fun to watch him. I go back to the, you know, we go down to Gaffney to play in a jamboree against Chapman, who was a great <laughs> football team. And, and golly, it, you look at that game he played there, the way he played last Friday night. It's night and day. He has he has worked and worked and worked, and he's a student of the game. He studies coverages, he studies situations, and he's I mean he's he's had to learn some things. He's had to learn how to step up in the pocket when the pressure's there instead of just standing there and taking the sack. He's had to learn how to you know run for the first down and get down to protect himself. He's had to learn how to you know when to throw the ball away to to just protect the field position so we can snap it again. And uh, But, yeah, in, in, a, in a county that's had a lot of great quarterbacks and at a school, I mean, you look at just Shelby High School records. I mean, with uh, Dalen Lee last year set the touchdown record for Shelby High School with 92 touchdowns in his career, and Land is sitting here at 40 as a sophomore. So, yeah, if, if he stays healthy and he stays on pace, He'll be able to break. He should be able to break that record. Uh, and that's, you know, we've had great quarterbacks. <clears throat> but the thing is, the Chevy, we've never been able to, it's never worked out to where a freshman or a sophomore has been able to start. We've always had one, like a junior, ready to start. So that good one who's a freshman or a sophomore would have to wait his turn. So the timing has been great for Land to come into a program and, step in and take the leadership role, not only physically being able to play the quarterback, but just from a leadership standpoint, directing his receivers, having a good rapport with his receivers, and uh, taking command of the offense. So I, it's uh, sky's the limit for him. I'm excited to see what's going what's gonna to happen over the next few years. But, but right now we're just going to enjoy November and December of 2023, hopefully. Well, Coach, not only do you, is the farmer kid an underclassman, you got Tristan Tate. He's a junior. He's he's a, he's closing in on fifteen hundred uh, rushing yards this year. He's no slouch either, Coach. That's a pretty good tandem to finish, you know, to finish out this year and even start looking forward to next year because you got to be doing that at some point. Well, yeah, yeah. As a coach, you're always looking. You always you want to coach this year's team, but you're always thinking, okay, we got him coming back. We got to find somebody here. You know, you're kind of thinking as a coach, you got to be a few steps ahead. Uh, so yeah, our quarterback, I mean, uh, our running back room, it's pretty deep. We got Tristan Tate, who is definitely getting a lot of notice. He's he is a uh, he is a strong runner. I mean, he is a weight room kid, weight room strong, and he's low center of gravity. He's hard to take down, and he's just tough. I mean, uh, you know, early in the season, he he pretty much, I don't know exactly what he did to his thumb, but something in that thumb ligament. I mean, some players would have been out for a little while. He. We put a little bit of tape on it, and then he just quit wearing the tape. He just plays with it. You know, his shoulder bothered him a little bit, but he's just a he's just a competitor and a tough, hard-nosed runner. But we got him, and then behind him we have uh, Jalen Tate, no relation, but we have a sophomore who is a really good back. And then we have 
Nick Morris, who plays linebacker, but he also plays running back. He's a junior. So we got three running backs in that in that group, and none of them are seniors. And uh, you put that with, with Land, who's a sophomore, and then we got uh, Ram Stewart kid who plays wide receiver and DB. He's a sophomore. And uh, I got an offensive tackle who's a freshman. I got another receiver who's a freshman. We got we got some place to pieces in place that you know, could be good for a couple of years. You know, Coach, you, you mentioned all of this youth. I mean, youth is clearly being served at Shelby High School as it relates to these kids. The question that I have for you is, in, in a landscape to where a lot of the times the senior leadership is what really drives the narrative for a lot of programs, how important is it for your seniors and your juniors to really buy into what's going on coming from the likes of a sophomore quarterback? freshman players that are in significant roles you know what what kind of a dynamic does it have from your seniors and juniors to buy into this knowing that this is the best direction forward for the program i cannot say enough about our senior class we it's a small class and we uh got 15 seniors so it's not a real big senior class but this senior class has been through covid their freshman year then the last season, as juniors, we were getting our field house remodeled. So we didn't even have a field house. We had a makeshift weight room. They were, they were dressing in locker rooms all over campus. So they didn't really have a home as juniors. And so to come into this year, we finally got our field house done, and it is spectacular. But the seniors have been through a lot. So they are at a point to where whatever it takes. If that means that a sophomore is starting a quarterback and he helps us win, they're all for it. And it's been fun to watch. We got some great senior players and we got some great senior leaders. Uh, you take a kid like uh, Jaden Pierce, who plays defensive line, and he's and he's trying to mentor this junior offensive lineman in his first year starting, or this this freshman offensive tackle who had to step in after the Crest game uh, because our, another offensive tackle broke his ankle. And so just seeing stuff like that, and I got Isaiah Bridges as a senior receiver and he's mentoring his sophomore quarterback he's mentoring the sophomore receiver I got Candon McGill in the defensive backfield uh who is the only senior in the in the secondary group I mean, him and Nazir Pitts uh, but those two guys have really taken all those so I got two sophomores in the secondary who play a lot uh, but those guys have mentored them I've got uh, you know Jay McNeely also defensive end and, and he kind of helps mentor those defensive linemen and those uh, offensive linemen that he competes against in practice. And then Drew Hollifield, who uh, is kind of my Swiss Army knife. Drew can play. He's a senior. He plays linebacker. He plays receiver. He plays wildcat running back. He's on special teams. He's the holder on field goal. He's a senior as well. And they, all these guys are competitors. And they've been through a subpar season last year. So, they are really, they're fine with whoever. They don't care what grade you're in. If you can play and you can help them win and you can help us be successful and you do it the right way, they're all for it. Coach, you just mentioned your senior class. You talked about a couple guys on offense that are making things happen uh, for your football program. But let's talk about your defense for a second. We've got a couple minutes before we go to break. Uh, you're playing a Forest Hills team this Friday night that comes into the game averaging 36 points a game. After those first three non-conference uh, games that you had on your schedule, your defense has only given up 12 points a game. 
How in the world are you guys going to be able to stop Forest Hills? I mean, you know, talking about your quarterback, they have a guy coming in here, uh, Brady, oh. Brady Hibbert. He's thrown for 2,700 yards, 34 touchdowns. They got a couple 500-yard receivers. I mean, Coach, they get after it as well. Oh, yeah. If y'all got any suggestions, I'm all ears. They are. Play, play today, maybe. See if they can come play today yeah, in the yeah, rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that may help us out. They, uh, I mean, they've got a receiving core. Oh, man, they, the, the quarterback and receiving core we're going to see may be one of the best, or if not the best, just right up there with the, like the Crest crew and uh, right up there with what our guys see every day in practice. I mean, it is a great tandem of, of receivers. And, yeah, we spend a lot of time Sunday trying to figure out. I don't think we're going to. I don't think stopping them, it's kind of like the old Chicago Bulls. That's what I grew up on. You're not going to stop. You're just going to try to contain them. We're just got to try to, you know, keep them in check, not let them get the big play, make the tackle in open space, maybe get some pressure when we can on the quarterback. He does a great job of getting rid of the ball quick. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have our work cut out this week against a, a very good, well-oiled machine in the Forest Hills offense. And, you know, it's going to come down, like I tell my team every week, I tell the defense especially, it's going to come down to five or six plays. It's going to come down to a third down stop. It's going to come down to a sack. It's going to come down to maybe causing a turnover. It's going to be the key to the game. But you don't know where those plays are, so you got to be ready and play every play. Uh, but we definitely have our hands full this week. Well, Coach Mike Wilbanks, we thank you for spending some time with us this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We wish you the best of luck against Forest Hills and perhaps – we can catch up with you next week because if you win tonight, if you win this Friday night, you're going a little bit deeper and you're starting to look toward December. And we certainly want to chronicle that with you as we continue on the rest of the way here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. That sounds like a great idea. I'd love to talk to you all next week. Well, Coach, we'll go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll put it down and we'll see what happens on <laughs> Friday night and we'll look forward to catching up again with you next week. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, Thanks, sir, Coach. Coach. Have a great evening. We right. come back on the other side of the break. Jim Sosby will make up the second half of our Cleveland County twofer on this Tuesday morning here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Boland can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Boland at Allen Tate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424.
Hi, folks. This is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Tuesday morning. Corky Franks, we good to go? We're good to go. Well, let's do it. Jim Sosby, welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show on this rainy Tuesday morning. How you doing, Coach? Man, I'm good. I'm looking for some waiters or something so we can get out and go to practice. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Y'all going to be in the gym today, Coach. I might be in there shooting hoops yeah. or something. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely can't go outside unless it's going to be two inches of rain. Uh, just be out there wasting time. Somebody might get sick that we need on Friday, so we're, we'll, we'll get to the gym today. So is that is that really what happens on a day like today? It's just getting too late in the season. You can't take a chance and things like that. So. <laughs> man, grass is dead. Man, if we got up there and got somebody twisting an ankle and two inches of rain, I'd feel terrible. So, we, yeah, we, we'll, get a lot, we'll, we'll get a lot of good work done, though, make sure we know how to line up and – It'll be fine. This this it's this late in the day, man. If you don't know what you're doing now, you're probably in trouble anyway. So <laughs> that's a fair point. Well, you, coach, you're right. If you don't know what you're doing right now, you're probably not playing football right now. That's for certain. So yeah, you're right about that. You know, coach, one of yeah, the health health is big right now. So yeah, we definitely yeah we can't get out there and get sick or turn the ankle. So we'll, we'll take care of the fellas. Well, can't necessarily speak about the health of the individual kids, but the health of the program is incredibly is incredibly good the reality is coach is how much um how many years of your life did that game friday night take off in that double overtime win 
Man, it's crazy. Jeez, uh, PZ, I, I, I can't keep track of all that. I, I, I'd hate to take my blood pressure in right there when we're about to go for two points. I, I would hate to know what it was. Well, I mean, it, what an amazing game, an amazing environment. And, I mean, again, and, and West Charlotte was as good as advertised. I mean, those guys put together a phenomenal performance, and, and you guys were able to go with them toe-to-toe. And not only that – but the resiliency to come back and get back into that contest, push it into overtime, and then come away with the win really speaks about your club and the dog that's in your club as well. Yeah, definitely got some high-character kids, man. It would have been easy to uh, give up and quit. Uh, their extra point to go up 22-6 to six, bounced off one of their kids' helmets and threw the goalpost. How many times have you ever had that happen? It would have been easy to be like, man, this, there's no way. This is crazy. This stuff's like that's happening. It's not our day, but our <laughs> kids kept battling. Coach, what do you tell those kids? I mean, <clears throat> you, obviously you're ranked number one in the state. You got you know high expectations coming into the season. You guys have been living up to it. But you're down 22-6 to six after three quarters. Dude, you're about to run out of time. What do you tell those kids when you get them together? Man, I – I pulled them together and I said, "It's two plays, two plays, it's two touchdowns. It's two plays for us. We got this. Don't don't panic. It's two plays." Uh, ended up being a little more than two plays, but we made a big play right there to get to get to, to fifteen to fourteen, twenty-two, fourteen, uh, fifty-six yard touchdown pass to AJ. So that was huge to go ahead and get that. But two plays before that, it was fourth and four on our twenty-eight, and we made that one. If we don't make that fourth and four on our twenty-eight. We're, we're, we would have been packing up boxes this weekend. So our, our kids had a – everybody talks about the two-point play, but the kids did a great job on the fourth and four way before that ever happened. Well, you talk, you talk about how explosive your offense is. You know, last week we had you on the show, and you were talking about how your defense has been, you know, living up to their expectations. Uh, wh- wh- how in the world did you guys shut them out in the fourth quarter? I mean, give them a goose egg. Man, <laughs> we made some big plays right there. Some we had some negative yards plays. Stopped them in the backfield on the sweep. Got a sack. Uh, so that that got us on that one drive. Man, then they they did drive it down to a couple four yard line at the end right there to try to keep the game winning field goal. Uh, big diesel bust through there and blocked it. Saved the day for us. Got got us in overtime. So we have big plays everywhere. Jim Sosby here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, I, I do want to go back to what you said about two plays. Now, I'm, I, again, it did take you a little longer to get back into to, to even in the ball game. I, I understand all that. But I think really what you were telling the kids is being two plays back, effectively, this club is high-powered enough to where it doesn't take a lot of time to climb back into a football game. But I think if nothing else – it really did sort of instill some confidence in these kids that, hey, guys, it really doesn't take a lot for this club to get back into a football team, a football game because of the type of team that you have. Was that what you were trying to convey to the kids? Because it's very obvious that they bought into whatever it is that you had to say. Yeah, it's de- I mean, that's definitely what it was, man. Just stay the course. Don't panic. We can, we got this. Just All we need to do is score make it a game. So it was definitely, definitely just calm us down right there. But brought the whole group together. It was fine. Don't we, nobody's panicking. We got this. Okay. Now coach, let's have real talk for a second. At, <laughs> at any point, did Jim Sosby Absolutely. Say, he did. Say what yeah. he was saying. <laughs> he didn't and, believe it. And thinking to himself, <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I, I, it does sound good, 
But uh, but do I re do we really have what it takes tonight to get back to where we need to be? Man, as long as you got number one, I think we got a chance for any game. Okay, so, fair, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, just score. Did we get this our ball? We're going to score. It's going to be fine. I, I don't know. I don't, you don't have enough time to doubt. I don't know. I wouldn't have, and you know, that bounced off his head. I was like, holy crap, another <laughs> thing. But, gee, I mean, they've had a fumble that went up in the air, like four feet bounced. And then right when our guy got to it, their, their guy kicked it. I mean, they kicked it out of bounds, dove on it, slid out of bounds. It was just a lot of stuff that could have went our way. It didn't. Uh, but our guys just kept battling through. Well, Coach, you got a similar opponent, maybe more explosive, coming into town this week in Dudley. I've got to see them the last couple of years when South Points went up there and played them. And, uh, I mean, how, you know, how, do, how in the world do you keep up with those guys? I mean, they, they're averaging over 500 yards of offense, 50-something points a game. Is this going to be a hundred? Is this, is this going to be like the South Point game, 120 points scored, or what's going to happen Friday night? You know, a lot of times when you say that, it ends up being 21-17. Yeah. But I, both, both offenses, I look at numbers, man. Very, they got three receivers, just like our three, that are, you know, up there close to 50 catches, 1,000 yards. They got – Running backs, they got two running backs. Both of them are about 800 yards. We, we know we got one that's 900, one 600. Uh, their quarterback thrown for a little, a few more yards and a few more touchdowns, but he didn't have very many rushing yards or rushing touchdowns. I think both of them have 50 touchdowns. Maybe their guys got 51, Taylor's got 50. So, man, if you look, it's like a carbon copy offense. Uh, they're, they're bigger than us, though. We, we, they know way around that one. They're freaking huge. So, that we, we can't – we ain't worried about that. But people have been bigger than us every week, though. Well, I mean, you keep banging that drum that these teams keep coming in to Boiling Springs, North Carolina, and they're bigger than you. But for some reason, you guys seem to be knocking all of them off. Coach, the reality is – is that, and, and I've said this for a long time on this show, the offensive dynamic that Crest generates week in and week out. You know, we ask you because you're the guy on the other side of the line. We get to ask you about what you're going to do with a particular club. What you guys do on the offensive side is absolutely no secret whatsoever. Every time Crest comes up on somebody's schedule, They've got to go through a long come-to-Jesus moment about how they're going to stop their Chargers offense. Coach, let me ask you, because I don't know that I've ever asked you this question yet. If you had Crest coming up on your schedule Thanksgiving weekend, what would you do to try to offset this offense? Well, we do. <laughs> they just called Dudley. This is identical. We, okay. man, we, we need to have some. We need to have some drives, man. If our our, our team scoring seven, eight, ten play drives, that's keeping them off. So we, you know, if we, there's a big play. We're we're not going to shy away from taking a big play. But man, we need we need to control the ball. Some have some good running plays. Have some short passes. Get some first downs. We we need to keep them off the field a little bit. So we're not going to change our game plan and try to be ball control and do that this that and the other. But we're going to make sure we're trying to get first downs and keep them on the sideline. So. Coach, uh, let, let me throw this out here. You know our buddy Joe Hughes over at the Shelby Start. Are you aware that he picked Dudley to beat you guys this week? No, I didn't see that, man. I, I, try, not to, I try not to look at that stuff. That fella, man. You may give you I'm his number. Coach, I'm about, I'm, Coach, I'm about to text that dude right now. You may, you may get him on three-way? <laughs> we'll bring him on live. Yeah, put that, yeah, put that, yeah, he's probably seen him. Tell us if he can give me some coaching pointers. Tell, tell, me, what he's, tell me what he's seen. <laughs> I want to tell him you you said you leave the uh, you leave the the, the the article right into him. How about leave the football to you? How about that? 
Yeah, that, that's a good deal. I, I, yeah, they'd be mad at me for my spelling, so that's probably good. <laughs> well, well, Coach, i got to be honest with you, okay? For Corky to have unearthed that Joe Hughes has Dudley picked to win that ball game, that's good news for me because I know I'm absolutely going for you guys because the reality is you may or may not know this. We've been having a panel of pick six games throughout the course of the season. We've got our final week this week, and it's 18 games. It's pick Palooza. Joe Hughes, he is ahead of me by one game. So it's altogether possible that the matchup between Dudley and Crest this week settles this thing as to who's going to have the best record, okay? So I know I'm absolutely picking Crest in this one, and I absolutely hope that you guys are going to come through. Coach, let me ask you this, speaking of picking games, uh, we're not going to talk about your game anymore. Um, we, we had we had Coach Wilbanks on just a few minutes ago, right before you came on. Right. You right. you played those guys earlier in the season. What do you think their chances are for Friday night? Man, they they've been playing good football. They've so been I hot. They got a really good chance. Yeah, they've been on five minutes. It's, it's the right time to be hot. They've been hot. So uh, it, that was that Shelby too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So this, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to go in there and win third, fourth round game with all that tradition, man. I, I'm going with Shelby on that one. Well, you know, Coach, and this is the thing, and this is something that's unique to Cleveland County, and so it's, it's, it's exactly why everybody in Cleveland County has so much pride when it comes to football season. Virtually every week in Cleveland County during the non-conference part of the schedule, you've got a caliber of matchup that is equal to or better than a third or fourth round playoff matchup, and that's happening in late August and early September. There's no question that playing football in Cleveland County is about as good a crucible as a football team can go through so that when you get to this point in the year, really – you're just kind of going through the same motions that you went through during the first three or four weeks of the regular season to begin with. Would love to get your thoughts on that. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I tell our guys, that's to our advantage. Our first three games, we played Gaffney. I don't know if they could have got another person in the stadium here. It was packed. Uh, then we went to Burns and to Shelby. Uh, what kind of hostile environment you need that's going to be more than that. So we played in front of three great crowds, three third, fourth round top atmospheres. I think we're battle-tested in that. Plus, if you can win through Cleveland County, man, you got a chance in the state. So we did that. So we feel, we feel pretty good about it. Well, there's no question about it. Coach, we got time for one final question. Obviously, this is a time of the year to where everybody's thinking football. No different at Crest, no different at Shelby. You guys have certainly earned the right to practice and play on Thanksgiving weekend. Coach, what's the vibe like on Thanksgiving weekend? What is it amplified? And if so, how is it amplified to play this week high school football in the playoffs? Man, that's the goal every year. Because if you're practicing on Thanksgiving, you got a chance. You're in the conversation to win the championship. So that, that's everybody's goal to be on Thanksgiving. Uh, we're gonna have a big, we're gonna have a big practice on Thursday, man. We've invited every former player that's ever played at Crest to come out and watch practice at 9:30. So, man, it's, we're just gonna—it's a huge deal. So let's make sure we, we're gonna make it huge. So our guys are gonna be focused and try to have a great practice. And so those former Chargers, you know, we still got it. You know, past meets present. Let's go on and win the thing on Friday. Coaches, is it is it something? And and I think I know the answer to this question. But is the, is it, d does things get more tense when it comes to this time of the year? Does everything get magnified and that creates a little bit of tension? Or is it just filled with excitement to be playing at this uh, time of the year? 
this, these are the fun ones. I, 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 it's fun to me. I don't know. I, I think if you get 10 stuff, you're probably in the wrong profession. I, I, we had a great practice yesterday. Our guys were bouncing around having fun. So it's like, it's like playing with house money when you get this far. Okay. Well, that's exactly the answer that I anticipated. This, this club plays with too much swagger to start getting tense now. So I figured that was going to be the answer. Jim Sosby, thank you so much for spending some time with us on this Tuesday. Best of luck Friday. Hopefully we're, we're getting in touch with you sometime next week to talk about the next round of the state playoffs. I'm in, man. Just tell me when you want to do it. Sounds great. Coach, thank you so much. We appreciate you being on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. You got it. How about that? Okay. Was coach pretty much laid it down, didn't he? Just yeah. tell him what time he's planning on be. He's planning on playing next Friday, ain't he? Oh, there's no question. Yeah. And why not? Yeah. I mean, the reality is, we've been talking about it from day one about this team. There's no reason in the world that this club shouldn't be expecting to be playing next week. I, no doubt I, about I, it. I would hope so. Anyway. So, well, how about this? Sound familiar? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's get it. Already? Well, yeah, we've only got one block after this. Well, we, ha we hadn't fired anybody. So, I don't know how to correlate. Hmm. But how can Put me on the spot again. Three, two, one. Red light comes on. I got to come up with a story. No, no. The, the story's there. We've been talking to winners the entire second hour. That's a perfect lead into this. Well, you know, we have. That, that, that's a, why don't you read it then? No, no, no. Because <laughs> I'm going to go a different direction. Okay, we'll go a different yeah. direction. Because, listen, let's be honest, okay? Maybe you're out there driving around in 485. Like, maybe it's rainy. Maybe nothing. Dude, it's going to rain two inches a day. Coach, well, maybe it's raining in your car. Maybe you got a, maybe you got a leak in, your, in, your, in the top, you know? You got you to gotta fix that sucker. You got you to get the trash bag off the window. But you can't I've do been, that. Hey, I've been there before. But I, you can't do that in your dead-end job. You can't. You know, you, you can't have new tires on your car. If you can't afford them. You see what I'm saying? I've been, there, I've been there before too, Brian. Yep. Hey, listen, I've had bald tires. I'm bald now. I've had bald tires. I, I, I've hung a trash bag over my window before. My windshield wipers didn't work before. I didn't have the money to take care of it. If I would have known about Revels contracting, then I might have been in a little better shape. And if you're in that situation, or if you're just looking for a change, Revels Contracting Services is hiring Brian Rushing. The tires won't be bald, that's for sure. No, your head might be if you use a uh, Gillette Mach 4 like I do. <laughs> or you get a buzz cut from the house like you did the other day. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, there's there's you, one you, way of doing that. Yeah, yours look like you're about half bald, too. <laughs> that's just on the back side. Well, listen, it, maybe you're a barber and things ain't working out for you. I tell you what, if you know anything about being a site superintendent, an electrician, drywall ceiling installers, or medical imaging install technicians, Revels Contracting Services is the place to be. They've been around since 1986. They didn't pop up this year. They didn't pop up two years ago. They are proven in the medical imaging industry since 1986. They offer competitive pay, vacation, holiday pay, 401k, insurance. Uh, let's face it, a lot of people don't have some of those amenities on their job. Revels got the whole package. It's everything, right? Everything. And all, everything, baby. And all you got to do is uh, go online, revelscontracting.com. You'll see those jobs listed right there. Or better yet, I can make it easier for you. Pick up the phone. Take a chance. Just pick it up. Give them a call. 704-864-2000. Ask for Jason Chris. And hey, maybe life-changing events is right around your corner. You're not driving around with bald heads and bald tires anymore.
And leaks in the roof. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be back <laughs> okay. in just a minute on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Attention, Gastonia homeowners. It's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more, all at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864 2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at RushHourWGNC at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us RushHourWGNC at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Final segment here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. 
on this Tuesday morning. Of course, it's a short week. We have a show tomorrow. Pick Palooza. We're going to basically spend the two hours talking about the panelist and the picks. 18 games. Woo! Let's take your pick six and let's jam it up three times the intensity. Well, I'm taking Crest. I'm telling you that. I'm I'm, I'm sticking with Coach Sosby. I'm right there with you. Hey, Coach, Coach says, tell me what time next week. That's all. Just tell me the time, baby. I'm in. Oh, he knows something we don't know? Huh? Look, he, tell, I'll tell you what he knows, okay? Remember that, remember that week when Coach Lubowitz said, if I don't win Friday night, I don't deserve to be back on the show. So I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, talk that junk, Coach. I like it. What's wrong with that? Have a little swag. You don't, you don't think his guys feed off of that, Brian? Absolutely they do. He can relate to those kids. Well, and, and but let's be honest, okay? Yeah. It's, it's one thing to be able to talk about having that measure of swag, uh-huh. okay? I get it. You can't fake that. Right. You can't fake that. You like, either believe it or you, you don't. You you can't roll up. You can't roll up three and seven in the regular season, and and run and, that mouth and speak like that. Yeah. Okay. Because first of all, yeah, you, you're not getting to this weekend. Uh, you can't be hitting 182 and hit a home run and bat flip somebody. Don't happen. Well, you, you can. Do it one, you can do it one time. You can. Then you get once. one in the ear hole. <laughs> Next time, you you gonna learn your lesson quick. Or you're you're gonna get you're gonna get Mr. Slide Piece. Yeah. And it's never going to see the strike zone. And you're going to chase because that's what you do as a 180 hitter. Yeah. You chase sliders out of the zone. Yeah, these guys are proving, you know. They're doing it, handling their business. Hey, listen, uh, you know, Coach Wilbanks is fired up about his team too. Well, and he has every reason. And, yeah. And, and here's – You think about that fan base, Brian. You know, think about that. A, a lot of times – you know, the the fans of the Shelby football program, listen, man, look at all that history up there. There's so much history in this area. You know, you talk about South Point and Crest has been really good the last couple of years. Uh, you know, you, you just go on and on and on. Kings Mountain's always pretty good. But, you know, you, you can't discount Shelby at all. And imagine that fan base the first three games of the season. What's going on here? This ain't happening. Fire the coach. He don't know what he's doing. Yada, 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 this and that. But, you know, look at that schedule, man. That's got those guys better. It made them better. And like Coach says, he can go back and look at some of those games earlier in the season, and it helps him prepare for this game for this game Friday night. Well, and that's and that's why I ask Sosby the question because when you're playing teams in Cleveland County, when you're well, first of all, when you're in Cleveland County, I mean, let's just be honest, okay? Whether you're Burns, Kings Mountain, Shelby, or Crest, the expectation is. You're going to play those other teams. Yeah. <clears throat> if they're a non-conference opponent, you're going to play them. Can you imagine what would happen in Cleveland County if one of those teams tucked and run yeah. and didn't play each other in the non-conference oh, schedule? You kidding me? Man, you kidding me? You're you're just asking. You're just asking to just be They're going to run you out of town. Run out on a rail. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, it's a different mindset out in the country like that. You know, listen, Shelby's growing and things like that, but, you know, you, you can't go to uh, Nordstrom. Ain't no Nordstrom's in Shelby. You know what I'm saying? Ain't, ain't, ain't no South Park <laughs> no, Mall. No, sir. There's no Nordstrom in Shelby. Ain't no South Park Mall over in, in Cleveland County. You know what I'm saying? Just a different group. It's a different type of kid. You get raised up different, you know? 
You still got to go out there and pick your own hickory in, Wick, in, Hick, in, in uh, Shelby. Yeah, Grandma's sitting you out there in the backyard to break off a limb. You're fixing to get it, cuz. Get in here. Oh, I picked, <laughs> I picked up one in the yard yesterday when I was cutting the grass. Oh, did you? And I held it in my hand. I'm like, man, this thing feels way too familiar. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Did you uh, nope. I, think <laughs> I so. tossed it away. I didn't want to relive any bad memories. Man, I picked up something out of the yard the other day when I was cutting grass, and I did it. That thing said, man, I reminded when I was a kid, I about started crying right there in the front yard. I used to get stroked by them things. Hey, but you know, it really is. It's a different, I don't care what, I'm not picking on anybody. It's a different mindset out there, dude. They still eat cornbread and pinto beans and fat back. And, you know, they, everybody's got a deep freezer, got their own meat in it. You know what I'm saying? It's a different. Yeah, because they killed something out of the backyard yeah. and, and, and put it in there. Yeah, a lot of tough kids up there. No a lot question of, about it. There's a lot of tough families out there. Them guys still have to get after it. Everybody, they don't, people up there don't have jobs at, you know, Wells Fargo and Bank of America and, and, you know, they don't have jobs like Revels up there. You know what I'm saying? Out there, hard work, man. That's all they know up there. Well, Good for them. I, I, I like kids like that. But see, here's – when you're a Shelby club, and first of all, they don't they don't lose three straight often at all. Okay? Yeah. So that's the first thing. But with all due respect to other programs in the area, okay, it's one thing, okay, to go 0-3 in the year – and your first three games happen to be something like, um, I don't know. Let's don't say it. If you no, because you'll be the bad guy. You want me to name some names? No, no, I'll I'll do it. <laughs> Let, let's say let's say you go zero and three, but the start of your season is the likes of North Gaston, Olympic, and then I'll pick a team, um, Bandies. Okay. 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 That you went zero and three. You may be on the struggle bus if that was your 0-3. Right. If your 0-3 was A.C. Reynolds, mm -hmm. Kings Mountain, and Crest, yeah. there's still room for hope. Right. Now, the problem is because everybody's fan base is incredibly fickle, you got people in Shelby that are literally, like literally chatting at the local Aldi restaurant or at the local superstore, hey, the chicken shack. The, the, the golden lines, they, they going to be okay this year? Now, nobody's owning up 10 wins later, 10 wins in a row later, that they were one of the peoples in the frozen food aisle wondering if Shelby was going to be okay. Yeah. Okay? But that's, I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of the beauty of being in Cleveland County when it comes to high school football and part of the curse of being in Cleveland County because the reality is, you win 10 straight, oh, this team's a juggernaut. This team's unbelievable. This team's got a real shot at making it all the way to the state championship and winning there. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> you forget about those three losses that you started the year with when you were sitting in frozen food talking to Velma and saying, hey, you, you think this team's going to be okay this year? Well, guess what? Let, let's put it like this. The Shelby Golden Lions, they're just fine. I, I promise you this, when everybody's sitting around down at the Shelby Cafe this week, the conversation's a little bit different than it was, you know, 10, 11, 12 weeks ago. They're well, fired up for it, that football it team. It was. It really was. But the reality is, I mean, good grief. Just just look at the quarterbacks that are leading these teams. Ben Mooney, who's Burns teams already out of the playoffs, we all know about Ben Mooney. His his numbers speak for themselves. Nitavius Husky, I've said it already. 
Trenton Sherrill's the best quarterback that I've seen this year, not named Nitavius Husky. Uh And there's a great deal of separation between Trenton Sherrill and the rest of those quarterbacks. Well, there's still even more a great deal of separation between Nitavius Husky and Trenton Sherrill. I I don't want to say it's as much, but there's significant separation. There are just some things that Nitavius Husky can do innately that no one else in this area can do. However, Land Farmer, this kid, this kid's a baby. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, he's, this, he's a 6'4", 200-pound. It looks like a 10-year-old, don't he? I, I mean, this kid, straight up, like, this kid looks like, you know, like like he, he's still watching cartoons on Saturday morning, like real cartoons, like what we used to watch. But this kid will go out and roll up 350 yards on you on a Friday night. Did you think, He's that kind of kid. You think about that Dudley-Crest game this week. Two quarterbacks that have 7,000 passing yards between the two of them. I know. Isn't that crazy? I know. I mean, does that not – okay, you look at these teams left in the playoffs. Does that not show you got to throw the football some? It's, things are a little bit different now, right? Am I wrong? I've been saying that all year. Those offenses, they know they can create a lot of dynamic – Getting matchups on the outside. Yeah. But you got to have somebody that can get the ball out there. Yeah. And and I look, Land Farmer, he's on my radar. I want to see where this kid goes because this kid has all the promise in the world. Because to me. What, how many scouts going to be at uh, Sid Bryson Stadium Friday night? No question about it. Going to be a ton. Yeah, I and, would think and, so. And going to be a ton for a good long time with this land farmer kid because this kid's got a ton of promise and I can't wait to track him. It's going to be fun. Just like that, we're done on a Tuesday. We pack for tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, pick Palooza. We're going to try to get the entire panel on for tomorrow before we go into Thanksgiving. And we may even, we may even take a moment to talk about what we're most thankful for. Okay. All that in tomorrow's show. Glenn Beck comes on at 9 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in. God bless everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.